What's up, everybody? My name is Julian. And I'm Christina. And welcome to The Download, the podcast that lets you listen in on conversations that typically cause tension between people, and my wife, Christina, and I are going to have them. No topic is off limits. This is as real as it gets. And remember, there are two sides to every story. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first, the inaugural, can I say that word, inaugural? I love when you use big words. Episode of The Download, starring, and Christina's just finding out about this, starring your host, Julian Lowe. Wow. Starring. Notice that? There, there has we to be that. like starring and there has to be like, um, what is like, what would we call you like a season regular or? Really? Okay, or, cool. Cool, right. cool, cool. Just take my picture off all Just of the Just before we get started, who's the star of the podcast? <laughs> we'll let the audience figure that out. How about that? We'll let the audience vote. Okay, let's do uh, um, a noise response. If you think Christina should be the star of this show, make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, If God. you think Julian should be the star of the show, <laughs> make some noise. Well, we have it. <laughs> <laughs> right here the band is playing the band the band okay. is playing so who hey, gave this guy the sound effects button uh, who uh, did who did that that Who's was the talking? audience that was not sound effects hey i'm really excited about this though this i is was like, excited until you did your intro this is one of the things that i think we can do together where we actually are going to get along and if we don't get along it's good for ratings wow you just said that to all the people on the first so you're supposed to let them discover that. You don't exactly. just let the cat out the bag. Well, well, here's what the download is all about. The show is literally called the podcast, the pod. We're going to be millennials, the pod. The pod's called the download. Obviously, mm-hmm. we put our last name in it. That was pretty catchy. That happened in a marketing meeting. That was powerful. Very powerful. But it is, there's two sides to every story. And over the last, I don't know, year specifically, like everybody's always arguing and fighting. And we don't really want to hear someone else's side of the story. And like you and I, we always have two sides to every story. And you never want to hear my side of the story. So this is going to be great. I want to hear the truth. It's, you know, so. Wow. Yeah, so. Again, we will let the audience. Stop with the sound effects. People. (laughs) This is out of, it's getting out of hand already. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. Someone needs to be over here on the fader. So two sides to every story. And so each episode, we're going to be talking about different things and different takes on different things. And we hope that it helps people. Uh, Christine and I are pastors of a church in LA, Oasis Church, but this isn't necessarily going to be super churchy or super non-churchy. We're going to be ourselves and we're going to try to uh, give people content that we feel like helps them. So today's episode, I'm super excited about. Man, I have a good podcast voice. Smooth R&B. Didn't that sound good? Yes. Okay. Sounds amazing. So today's episode specifically is called, Are You Single? Call us. (laughs) This is a great first episode. It really is, babe. I feel like if we weren't pastors, we would be definitely... We would be single. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We would be relationship coaches. If we weren't pastors, we would be single. That's really funny. You basically just spoke about divorce on the first podcast. Okay. (sighs) You said we're not going to be churchy, so here we go. Here we go. Okay, so this is going to be about speaking to single people. Obviously, we're married. But I feel like I want to ask you a question first. What do you miss about being single? That was a total trap. What do you I'm miss about being single? It. I'm not falling for that. What do I miss about being single? I don't know if I miss something so much as 
from being single because I don't feel like I do a ton differently than when I was single. Like, I don't leave my clothes all over the floor. Like, I'm pretty tidy. Like, I don't... Mm. Um, I can still go in the bedroom and lock the door sometimes. I think I think I miss more being single without kids kind of thing. I think oh, yeah. it's more like I really like to just go about my business. I like to be independent. I like to just go when I feel like going. And, you know, when you get married... You you gotta check in a little bit more. So I I don't I can't just like leave the kids at the house and just walk out the door and go somewhere. So uh, that would probably be the biggest thing. How about you, Julian? What do you miss about being? Single? I miss being able to wear my shoes in the house. <laughs> okay, here we go. So we got a new rug yesterday, and it's like cream. And we're always talking about how we don't we didn't we don't decorate the house, uh-huh. and I'm trying to have nice things because I know you like you like nice things. But then we get nice things, and then, like, I got throw pillows a couple weeks ago, and literally, there's salsa all over them. That because, salsa was fire, though. Yeah, because we eat on the couch, and so now it's like, oh, let's get a nice new rug. Let's brighten up the living room, and then I said, hey, what? we should probably not take our—we probably should take our shoes off of the door and not wear shoes, because if we do, the nice new rug is going to get dirty. And I'm like, ah, God, I hate these rules, but you like nice things. That's true. That's so, true. Okay, and besides being able to wear my shoes in the house— I was thinking about this on the drive over here, and I feel like I miss um, irresponsibility. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious. Because you don't do that anymore? And, and I wouldn't say, like, I walk a great line between irresponsibility and responsibility. Define great line. So, Meaning that, like, if I just were going to get on a plane and go to Vegas and waste a bunch of money, yeah, like, that was my—now, it's not—I feel like I have to always be responsible. With the job that I have as a pastor, I feel sure. like— I'm always like, oh, that's the irresponsible thing to do. And so there's certain things that I miss about, like, same thing that you said, like, you can do whatever you want and it doesn't affect people. So when I mean irresponsibility, I, I don't mean that destructive irresponsibility. Right. I mean that everything I do affects everyone. Yeah. With the job that I have. If yeah. I make this choice, it affects my wife, it affects my family, it affects my church. Yeah. Everything affects everyone. So I miss being able to make decisions. That only affects you. Even if it you. was wrong, it only affects me. <laughs> yeah. That's what I miss about, I think, singleness. Yeah, that's a big one. So in the church world, you know, we kind of treat, like, singleness like it's, like, some disease that needs to be cured a hey, lot. Can I ask a question about that? I hear people say that a lot, but I don't—I don't know. I mean, I, I don't—I don't feel that way. I didn't feel that way when I was single. But maybe I haven't. I wasn't in church long enough to feel that way. Yeah. Like, why do you think people feel that way? Think about how many relationship conferences there are. Think about like every pastor's married. I mean, the when I we went to um, a marriage group, we were having some challenges in our marriage. Obviously, not caused by me, but um, wow, it, guys, yeah. it, hold on. This, that's for the great husband. That's for the great husband. That's for the great husband. That's for the great I, I had to feel around the thing to find the cricket one. Because- okay. But one of the things I said on there was, I'm the only person that if I don't stay married, I lose my job. So, like, pastors have to step down when their marriage fails. It's the only profession. Like, a fireman gets divorced and they don't, there's not a, the board doesn't come in and try to say, hey, we need a new pastor. So, there's a lot of pressure to keep marriages together. And marriage in the church world is a sign that you've gained something or that, so I don't I can't speak for why people feel that way, but I would definitely say that marriage is is heightened in the church because single, right? You can't have sex before marriage. You're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that. And so kind of 
marriage becomes the solution to a lot of like relational problems in the church. And I think that the church does it unintentionally, but I do think there's a lot of pressure to get married in the church. And maybe not so much in LA where people stay single in their 30s and 40s and it's not a big deal. But I know a lot of people that I've talked to from especially like evangelical Southern circles feel the pressure like if they're not married by 25, then something's wrong with them. Where do you think that culture came from? Because I mean, Jesus was single. Well, I think it comes from in LA, like this is like, or New York, we're like a city of dreams and Mm. careers. But like, if you live in like Lubbock, Texas, what else is there to do? But get married get and married. have a family. I, yeah, I don't know. Like Somebody a, from Lubbock, call us and tell us what else there is to do besides get married. No offense. If you're, if you're listening from Lubbock, it's like, no please offense. move. No, I'm just playing. No offense. But, um, but I'm just Pasta saying. Pasta living is real cool In, in some there. of these places where life is a bit slower, yeah. that, that is where family. So people, in the, um, the, you packed up your family and you moved to the suburbs. So it was like. The generation that came before us, the baby boomers, like my dad didn't even have a dream, he said. He just wanted to provide for his family. So my dad packed up his family, moved to the suburbs. Like right. So that was the demonstration of success was family. And now the demonstration of success in the world is sometimes career and money. But in the church, it's still kind of family. Yeah, That makes sense. Give up everything. Don't have a dream. Have a family. Go to church. Come serve. And give up your whole life except for your family. So we even try to put it in order. God, family, church, whatever, you know? So yeah, I think it's unintentionally putting uh, pressure on people to get married. I personally think that it's different for people in their 20s as it is for people in their 30s. For a single person who's like in their 30s and 40s and a single person who's in their 20s, like what do you feel like the different advice for that person or do people even need advice? Do we put too much pressure on marriage? Do you think it's just okay to just never get married? And is there a piece of you that would wonder what your life would be like had you never got married? That's like two questions. That's a lot of questions in one, but I'll answer. I will try to answer all of them. Advice? I don't know if I have advice. <laughs> I'm still walking this thing out. I think it's like one of those, it's like on the job training, you know, like you learn as you go kind of thing. But I think when it comes to is it better to be single or be married? I think you always have an idea in your mind of what something's going to be like until you get there. And so marriage is the same thing. And I think we idealize, women do anyway. I don't know about men. I think y'all don't usually want to be married. <laughs> but for women, there's this romanticizing of of marriage and what it's going to be like. And I think a lot of people are disillusioned about a lot of things, even in LA with careers and stuff. And so with marriage, I think there's this disillusionment that when you get there, it's going to be just beautiful and y'all are going to hold hands all the time and just frolic through the flowers. Like, it's not like that. And careers and different things are like that too. And I've just watched so many friends walk into even what they feel like is their purpose and their career. And and they're jaded really quickly when they, they're in the reality of it. And so I think if we stop putting these things on a pedestal and, and idolizing them, I think married couples can continue to do a good job of just letting people know like, what 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 this really is or when you step into a certain career like we have friends that are in the entertainment business and they're navigating different things as a christian like what's that really like when you are in that field like is it just oh my gosh this is amazing i have all this influence and i make all this money is it really like that cuz mm-hmm. i see a lot of people that have all those things and and you know we've seen the stories even in the last few years of people dying of drug overdose or people committing suicide that you would think have everything that that they could want, but yet 
Apparently they don't because they're still taking their lives. They're still miserable. I think that's a good point about romanticizing. Is it would it be fair to say, or would it make you angry to say, have you ever felt sometimes where we're like, I love you, but I hate marriage? That's dead on. Like I love <laughs> you, but I hate marriage. And I think yeah. you go into marriage yeah. thinking, I'm gonna love marriage and I love you. Yeah. But it's like, I love my kids. I hate bedtime. I hate, <laughs> yes. I hate bedtime. Like, Ooh, I don't care if you brush passion. your teeth. I don't care if you lose all your teeth in your mouth. I just don't do bed. Like, yeah. Jam, you sleeping in your clothes, bro. That's like, right. I can't do bedtime. I love my kids, but I hate bedtime. Yeah. Like, I hate, like, when 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 uh, I feel this sense of anxiety when they go grab the book. And I'm like, please don't <laughs> grab that Disney book. What idiot. Because it's 800 pages what long. What idiot wrote an 800-page Disney Disney book. Cinderella gets the slipper and she it turns back into a pumpkin. Just, Stop. Yeah, just this doesn't need to be get to the point. Pages. I'm getting distracted. It's okay. Getting distracted. I'll but I think you. I think to your point of romanticizing <laughs> things, it's like we romanticize having a family. And since we're pastors, I will bring up in First Corinthians seven. We love a scripture. The the Bible talks about that marriage can be a potential distraction to your relationship with God. Yeah. And Paul says it's better. Not to marry. So I'm not saying that that uh, marriage is bad. We 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 love our marriage, and there's a lot of purpose in our marriage. But there are some profound advantages to being single. And I think in the church world, we say there's advantages to being married, but we never talk about the advantages of being single. And so for a single person who's in their 20s, back to that question, and a single person in their 30s and 40s, meaning obviously younger and more mature single people, what do you feel that the, are the advantages to being single? Well, I think one of the biggest things, and I, I don't think I struggle with this at all, is like when you're married, again, you can't just go. So let's just say like I am, I have a heart for missions or I have uh, an outreach heart, you know? Like we even talk about this in, in my role now. It's like the biggest hiccup would be my availability, my ability to go out and like serve and actually have the time to do different things. And so I think just being, you can take so much advantage when you're single of your time. Your time is your own. You can structure it however you want. You can do whatever you want with it. And when you get married, like you said, every decision you make has an impact on your family. And so I think that's the biggest thing is, is your time. I definitely would have wished I would have used my time more wisely as a single person that I would have because Not I just squandered wasted it. a lot of time. Squander squandered is the right your time. word. Like I squandered so <laughs> much time. And I think that um, in a relationship, if you're a single person, this is what I've noticed specifically, and I'm going to speak for the men's side, but the girl will kind of like, I love you just the way that you are. You're so amazing. And then because they want to be married so bad, they kind of wait to try to deal with some things before they try to wait. So then when you're, their boyfriend or their husband, then they go, here you go. These are all the things I need you to do differently because you're my boyfriend now. Okay. Is there a, is there a timeout? Is there a timeout, um, <laughs> timeout thing? That's, gotcha. I hear that. I hear that. But in all fairness, everybody puts on a front when they first meet somebody. You know, everybody puts their best foot forward when they are in the dating phase. I don't think anybody will argue that they're not. And so I think everybody does things that they would not normally do on a consistent basis to gain someone's affection. So I hear that, but I think that if we all just do a better job of not being so extremely like, if we don't, if we, where's the front and, can we get the song front? And? 
Man, we got young audience, man. You singing songs from 1994. Hey, if you don't know that song, like sing something from the last five years. So I don't know none of these. Okay, I I don't know any of the names of any of the artists right now. If I think if I just say Lil something, I'm probably going to hit somebody, right? Lil. Lil, but you were saying, you were saying, little woozy. You were saying something really, really profound. Yeah, I'm just saying, like in the beginning, I think a lot of people don't do a good job of just being the person they would be inside of a relationship. We all do a lot of extra things in the very beginning that we don't, we don't do once we get married. Yeah, I so. would. Yeah, I, I think so many times when we like a person, I would agree. We start doing things that we think they would like that we have no intention. That's right. On continuing. That's right. Like, we do things that we know they would like. Yep. Because we're courting them. That's right. Right? And then we don't realize that we're not being our true, authentic self. Courting doesn't mean changing yourself. It means, I believe courting is presenting who you really are without compromise. And and not doing things to get that person to like you because you're not, It's that's not sustainable. And I really feel, too, that that relationships... Whether it's your friends, because we could talk about, like, I think that one thing that single people need to really focus on is the depth of their friendships and their community. Because sometimes when you're single, use that excuse to keep those friends that, like, don't have any, that aren't progressing in anywhere. I had the worst friends when I was single. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I really had some (laughs) bad friends when I was single. Because it was just about, you know, hanging out and having fun. So I, I do think that uh, as a single person that we should be focused on our community because our community makes us, I think our community prepares us for a potential relationship in the future more than when That's we real. meet that person and then we like them and we know there's something about us and then we try to fix it to keep that person. I think healthy community, great friendships. And I would say to the point where um, if you wouldn't marry someone's best man or someone in their bridal party, you're most likely marrying. So that most ratchet lit person that is in their wedding party, Eesh. that's going to be your husband or your spouse for real, their friendship circle. And so I think that relationships do a, a few things. One, they change you, which they should never do. Because if they're changing you, you're, you're not fully confident in who you are yet. So relationships should not change you, meaning you should not be doing things that are not who you are. Um, the other thing that I think that they do is they burden you if you're not careful. And a burden means that you're trying to meet those expectations of that person um, because you don't want to lose them. Another thing that I think that they do, which is on the better side, is that they enhance you, meaning you're already headed this direction. And that was the one thing that, you know, for that season where I didn't really like marriage, but I loved you, I knew that I had been enhanced as a person from being um, meaning that I'm already headed that direction and they make it, uh, they make that even more so. So, you know, money enhances who you are. If you're selfish, you're already going to be selfish. You're going to be more selfish when you get money. And so I think that's important. And I think the other thing that they do, sorry, I lost my train of thought because my wife turned on her alarm. <laughs> she didn't turn off her alarm. We went over this. We, I didn't. I didn't think I had any alarms. She sets alarms all. It's infuriating. She has an alarm set this is all what you day. Love about me. Make a snack for the kids. Remind Julian to. T- remind wow. To take off really? Do I act like your mother? Yeah. Okay. You act like my. Dad. But we're talking about relationships. Okay. They enhance. <laughs> they they change, um, and they also grow you. 
But I think if they grow you and they enhance you, that's different than changing you. And I think that we put a lot of pressure on um, single people to get married. And then when single people get in a relationship, we put a lot of pressure on them to keep their relationship, especially in the church world. Like, breakups are normal. Dating is normal, you know? You right. don't have to marry the person that you are with. And I, I just see there's so much devastation in the church when breakup happens, you know? Yeah. Um, well, why? They don't listen to enough Snoop from, from the 92 That's exactly album. what's wrong with this generation. Because you know what generation. he had to say about it. Nah, I'm just, you know. Wow. You have a whole theory about that line of music when it came into the culture. Yeah. Pretty, pretty profound. It ruined it ruined Romance. love. Ruined love. Yeah, ruined tell us love. about that. This is really good, guys. Take I notes. feel like before the Snoop era, 1992, it was really cool to be in love. Right. It was really amazing. Who was talking about it? Bobby Brown, yeah, remember that was. song? Only Tenderoni. That was in key. Give a special love. Uh, uh. Special kind of love that. All right. Um, that was out of my range, but so I don't want to keep going. But um, we would sit around <laughs> listening to love songs. And now you think about the way that women are treated in like culture. So now it's culturally oh, well, they're treating not themselves. cool anymore. Right? So it's yeah. it's culturally like not cool anymore to to be in love like especially for so then now growing up like it was it was lame to be in love so no one was cultivating what it meant to be a loving relationship no one was cultivating that in my life no one talked about it no one then you hear all the stuff about sex so that means for sure it's harder to be single now than it was back then because your prospects are lower the stuff that you have to deal with with someone you meet is higher. Like, it is brutal to be single right now. And so my encouragement to single people are, and not to get, like, super, like, new agey, the law of attraction, but I do believe that as you grow in who you are in your community, the, 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 it allows people to see you uh, that you want to be seen by and it allows you to not be seen by people you don't want to be seen by. And I think that's why it's important to have healthy community. But so going back to the community thing, like let's say, because uh, I remember when I started coming to church, I was still working in TV and I came to church every Sunday, but I would definitely was not like living, you know, like following Christ all the way. So, and I had friends from the TV world and I had a couple friends in church, but not really. But for people just in general, how would you say they can make that shift out of the friendship circle they're in if they got the ratchet friend group and making it into somebody that's going to help them grow and become a more mature person or the person that they want to be? Like, how does somebody who has a lot more of those kind of friends make the shift into having healthier community? Kind of like, what do you call it? Dogecoin? Doge. 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 Or is it Dogecoin? Doge. Somebody help my husband with the crypto. Is it Doge? Doge, yeah, it's Doge. Have you put any of our money in Dogecoin? You won't let me. I'm trying. No, I, I, somebody back me up. That's what you need. Oh my god! You're gonna be like that old man on the porch selling juleps to make money. Like we need to juleps. You don't is know it tulips? It, julep, a mint julep. Don't you know what's what a mint julep? <laughs> somebody help me. What is a mint julep? A julep is like a frozen situation it's like almost like an icy <laughs> everybody's laughing who's in here we got two other people in here and they're if dying was, right now listen if i was single, you're gonna be, remember, remember if i was single i would be selling mint juleps you would that's right <laughs> that's enough to pay my bills 
Nah, that's not true. Let me go back that's to my example. That's enough to pay my bills. Let me go back to my you example. You like to spend... Let me go back to my example. Because you asked me a question. I did. You know, and whenever a wife asks a question, this relationship advice, they should listen for me. You feel <laughs> me? Okay. Same. You feel same, me? Same, same, same. Okay. So back to my Dogecoin. Let's say you had $100,000. Love that. To invest. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Would you say that you should invest all of your $100,000 in the Dogecoin? <laughs> no. The answer is no. No, he said Is that no. right? The answer is no. Great. No. An emphatic no. no. An emphatic no. Bitcoin. Would uh, you invest all of your $100,000 in the Bitcoin? Man, not right now. No. But. Every single investment broker, every single financial advisor is going to say that you need to diversify your portfolio. So your friendship portfolio needs to be diversified. Oh, this is good. I like it's, this. It's like you got a Dogecoin homeboy or homegirl. Yeah, you do. That means that your Dogecoin homegirl, <laughs> yeah. like she might get it. She might, 10 years from now, she's going to be fire ma- fire, sure. or in the club with a drink, Ooh. you know, with the cl- some clear heels on. Yeah, wow. That is real life, dude. I have so, I still have some of those friends in my portfolio. Hey. Hey, shout out to my to my Doge <laughs> like, girls. Like like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and I no do offense. actually. No offense. I do. No offense to them. No offense. We love them. I'm just saying, you yeah. know, or that same person, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's you. You was that friend in the in your 20s that could have been that. Wow. But now you're a pastor and you're married. So, now so I'm a Bitcoin. We would have been, been Dogecoin's friends. <laughs> in, in our 20s, we would have been Dogecoin friends. Am I right? Yeah. Like, right. if it works, yeah. it's going to be crazy. But Fire. if it doesn't, it's going to be bad. Right. Does that make sense? That makes sense. You're going to lose everything. I like how you've, you wrapped that up. So what I'm saying is, in the same way, we should diversify our, our, our friendships in meaning that when the, when the Bible back to Christian stuff, talks about loving your neighbor that means you love everybody but you don't partner with everybody yes and Ooh. i think friendships Message. right the, the the same root word is this ship you're going somewhere mm. a ship takes you somewhere relationships friendships and partnerships are vessels of advancement wow that listen yeah that's a great hey, man that that you wrap this up well. Look, we got a minute and 50 listen, seconds left. You listen, did, I'm listen, going to hit the that. applause button twice. That. that was Okay. You did that. Okay. I said. <laughs> Do we know what the other buttons are? I said relationships, friendships, and partnerships are vessels for advancement. Backwards or forwards. Ooh. Mm. Or even sideways or in circles. Okay. Right. So, yeah. so what I'm saying is, oh, in circle. Yeah, that's real. So what I'm saying is, if 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 a single person can look at their relationships, their friendships, and their partnerships, and I believe for a single person that that I believe that 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 partnerships are of God, whether you're listening to you believe in God or not. I mean, um, a dog in a in an animal, they don't they don't. Well, humans are the only people that really relationships feed their soul. Obviously, like, um, a dog isn't pining for another dog. A dog likes humans. It's like human. You got to really, when you look at relationships, it's hard to believe that God is not real, is what I'm saying. Mm. And so if we put more purpose on our relationships, friendships, and partnerships, 
then now a husband or a wife, it is more likely we could be prepared for that if we understand the concept of their vehicles that for advancement, backwards or forwards or in circles. And so a lot of times you meet a person and when you don't know where you're going, they make you feel good. And then you get in the relationship and you realize, and a lot of people can't put language to this, but they feel like they're going in circles or they're going backwards. And now they break up with that person, which they should, but it actually makes you even more fearful to move forward in relationships. So I feel like we have to know where we're going in our, in our own lives and have vision and goals so that when we meet someone, we can discern and understand um, this relationship, this partnership, this friendship. Is it going to move me forward or backwards? And it's, I'm okay with loving people who are in a different place. And I said that earlier as a joke. It's not like we distance ourselves but we do need to diversify our friendship circles. I love that. Hey, if you're single, call us at 818 I'm just kidding. I won't give I you a number. I about to give out my <laughs> number, man. <laughs> well, hey, the first episode of the download is complete. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, I think it went well. Honey, I love you. I, I love, love you. your perspective on life. And uh, stay tuned. Uh, we will be having eight episodes this season. Can you believe it? That's going to be fire. Eight episodes this season, and I can't wait to see all that happens on the down. See y'all soon.